Welcome to Refirement Life, the podcast for anyone navigating life transitions or planning to make life transitions to ensure your next years are your best years. Listen in for insightful, generous, and sometimes humorous conversation. It's time to get fired up with Christine Zamuda and Muge Wood, your hosts for this latest episode of Refirement Life everyone to Refirement Life. This is Christine Zamuda. I'm here with my co-host and dear friend, Mugay Wood. We are going to share our perspectives, a little bit uh, about our backgrounds. If you're listening for the first time, uh, we both spent 30 plus years in corporate America and we are using this podcast as a way to provide insights, uh, generous, sometimes humorous information about making life transitions. Today's episode is entitled Refirement Perspectives and Attitudes. We have a really interesting survey that we are going to share with you and, and discuss. But before we get into that, uh, let's talk a little bit about reflections and inspirations. And uh, Muge, I'll start and then pass to you. Sounds good. So, great. So as you know, uh, one of my passions is uh, learning more and um, potentially um, eventually providing <laughs> some guidance on compassionate leadership. So to progressed on that path. I've uh, registered and been t attending a course that I've been auditing for the Center for Compassion, and it's called the Compassion Intensive. I'm the, into now the third week of five weeks, and it's been really enlightening. And we've talked about, you know, acts of kindness. Um, we've talked about um, how people can benefit from um, you know, compassionate leadership. And what this course does at first, which I thought was really interesting, is just ground you on, you know, what compassion is. Can it be taught? I've always believed that it can be taught. And this course is telling me that absolutely it can be taught. And my plan is to apply this eventually to a business setting. Um, but the first thing that this uh, class did is they they kind of tried to make it personal and and invited the participants to think about uh, one time that you provided a compassionate act and one time when you received a compassionate act. And you break out into rooms so you have a little bit of privacy to, to speak uh, freely. And uh, the woman that I was paired with had a, a quite amazing story. She was talking about uh, just being overwhelmed in life. Um, a lot of life issues uh, had happened to her. She was feeling, you know, um, just, you know, really beside herself. She was driving in her car and uh, all of a sudden just, you know, was breaking down, sobbing at a light, couldn't con uncontrollably, uncontrollably crying. And, um, you know, she's driving, goes to the next light. A woman sees her and uh, starts motioning to her to pull over. And uh, the the gal who I was speaking with said, so I, I pulled over. I thought that she needed help because this is a person who carries a lot on her shoulder. She's always the one helping others. She didn't realize that this woman was responding to her and her emotions. And she got out of her car and the other woman got out of her car 
And the woman who motioned her to pull over was was Spanish and and um, didn't speak um, fluent English, but she spoke, you know, enough. And she just gave this woman a huge hug and just said, I hope you're OK. And, th- you know, the, the woman in the class who I was partnered with said, you know, that this happened 20 years ago. I've never forgotten her face. I've never forgotten that moment. I felt like someone put her in my in my path to help me. And I just thought how wonderful, you know, that someone, a complete stranger recognized someone in pain, was able to do something about it and made such an impression. It's just incredibly powerful. Um, There is just so much to this um, story and reflection, Christine, appreciate you sharing. It made me think that we all need to receive and give compassion. Uh, Sometimes it may look like, um, you know, someone's life is perfect. Uh, They don't need compassion. Everything is good. But, you know, everybody needs uh, compassion and an act of kindness um, to um, really... um, know that um, there are people who care about you. And the interesting thing about your story is sometimes it can come from um, a stranger. Uh, mm-hmm. And it can be a small um, act, you know, 10 seconds, um, and it makes a tremendous difference. Um, so very, very powerful. The other thing that I am hoping um, you continue to get out of your engagement on the uh, uh, compassion track is, um, especially in the world of work, how to make it last and sustain through the down cycles of economy and business. Um, it, you know, it, it is, um, it may be a little easier to be compassionate um, uh, in the, uh, you know, peak times of economy, but when the, there's a business downturn, uh, we also still need to stay compassionate, uh, if not more. So, um, you know, to make it a timeless concept um, as opposed to a concept of uh, convenience, um, it, it, it becomes part of us essentially. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that is what I'm really fired up about. I, and I think that, you know, even beyond the recession, there'll be a need for this because there will be downturns in individual businesses, you know, instead of just a, a global recession or a national recession, right? So the, the skills will come in handy. Now, as, as you look back on your week, Mugay, anything that kind of lit you up in terms of thinking and, um, reflection. So um, I, I like um, joining um, webinars, uh, featuring different guests for a perspective. Um, and uh, I had a chance to listen to a webinar hosted by Slalom Consulting uh, that featured Tony Blair, the uh, former British Prime Minister. Um, and uh, uh, in addition to his uh, political perspectives and today's geopolitical environment, he shared uh, a couple takeaways that really resonated with me. Number one is. Um, he said he came to the conclusion at the end of his time that uh, he did the best that he could um, Mm -hmm. in the circumstances that he was dealt with, and he's going to feel good about that and celebrate that. Um, And I think that is something to be mindful of for all of us. Um, uh, We can always talk about what we didn't do, could have done, should have done, uh, but focusing in on what we have done um, with what we had is also something to uh, recognize. So that resonated with me. The other thing he said was, um, obviously, in his position, he worried about a lot of things. Um, The thing, though, is none of the things he worried about actually happened. 
um, mm-hmm. the things that he did not think about happened um, uh, domestically, internationally, and so on. So um, uh, it, it just brings to forefront yet another time, you know, we got to worry less because we really have no idea uh, what the future is going to hold. Um, I find this in myself. A lot of things I worried about didn't happen, and something came from left field. It's like, wow, this is amazing. I never thought this could happen. So so the, the worrying less part. And finally, um, he made a point about uh, in response to the question, what advice he would give to um, uh, people in their careers or, or as people chart a path forward. And he said, associate yourself with a cause that you care about. Um, because that is going to drive you. Uh, it will fulfill you more than a particular job title, position, company. Um, so associate yourself with a cause at work, outside of work. Um, that really uh, gives meaning um, to your efforts. Uh, mm-hmm. And over time, um, it, it is going to um, probably mean more than the chase of a particular um money title position etc so um so i thought uh, i thought especially as we talk about refinement uh and as we move beyond the traditional constructive work um uh, where else do we find fulfillment that that resonated with me as well it's kind of connecting it all up together passion purpose service uh mm-hmm. to others um in a with a cause that is personally moving to us which is different things to different people That makes a ton of sense. I mean, my reaction to that is if you have that purpose, if you have that connection, that stays with you regardless of what job you're in, right? Right. Because that community should be consistent. Maybe it grows and expands over time. Uh, But as we know, you know, when you change roles, you're changing teams, you're changing, you know, there's a lot of um, variables that happen with with the people that you're working with. And that could be a way of keeping continuity as as well as just uh, doing some good in the world. Yes, yes, exactly. And I think we all know when we are so moved by um, something important to us, um, Mm -hmm. we really move mountains. Um, We know no obstacles. And then if it is something is made, you know, the smallest obstacle in our way becomes a mountain and they're like, okay, I'm not I'm not doing this. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, great, great reflection. That must have been an interesting, um, interesting session for sure. I also love the don't worry, don't worry twice, right? We've talked about that before. Good news, bad news, who knows? <laughs> Just let it play out, right? Let it uh, all happen. Let it all yes, happen. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get into some of the findings of this Refirement Perspectives and Attitudes survey. So a little bit about the survey. It was given to 1,734 people. Uh, 54% of those folks had retired within two years. 45% had reti- are planning to retire within two years, and the rest were, you know, kind of uh, um, still planning to retire, but maybe farther out. And it was um, developed by Fritz Gilbert and Eric Weigel. They do both the Retirement Manifesto, which is a blog, and provide a lot of really good information. So um, the first thing, I guess, I'll kind of compare some of the survey information mixed into this seven suggested areas to invest in to have a happy and healthy retirement. 
and the data supports some of the points. So, I mean, the first one is, I know we, we focus a lot on the financial piece of retirement, but um, the number one thing that this team highlights is, you know, work is staying healthy. Your health is truly your wealth. And I think when you're working really hard, um, you could put that on the back burner. I know myself, I used to prioritize weekends to work out. Not so much during the week because there's a ton going on. But, uh, you know, the sooner you you kind of get in a better rhythm and take care of yourself, the, you are increasing your odds for a, a happy and healthy retirement. Very true. And, and I think, uh, uh, you know, we don't want to be in a situation where we are giving up our health to mm-hmm. make as much money as we can in the first half of our lives. And the second half, we are spending that money to try to get it back. Um, and sometimes you sometimes you can't get it back. Um, mm-hmm. It is it is a daily investment. And then uh, what moves me about this topic is the mind-body connection, because this is more than just going for a run, um, you know, going for an exercise class. It's certainly all those things, but then the um, overall sense of well-being um, that comes about with physical fitness, uh, mental fitness, it's all connected and it really increases the quality of time um, to enjoy life. Um, and, and I'll share uh, one example. I, I've been a long time Lifetime Fitness member and, and I love the group fitness classes because I like it when somebody counts for me, they tell me what to do. I am surrounded by other people who are not giving up and walking out of the class. So I'm like, they can do it, I can do it. So I am in there with them um, and there are so so many classes I, I took one today it's it's uh, called gluteus max out right work <laughs> your bigger muscles um i mean essentially essentially working your butt um right. but uh, you know it's your core it's the ability to um, bend lift and uh, move around with ease and comfort especially as we age so i get i get a lot of energy and you know we get energy from different things but the point is um just move Yes. Just yes. move, move to a song, uh, you know, turn on the Apple Fitness. If that's what you have, uh, go for a walk, go to a group fitness class. It is energizing. It helps the mind. It helps the body. Um, and uh, it is a wonderful thing. And you find like-minded people who are moving mm-hmm. with you and complaining about moving. But we are moving, right? So that's that's uh, what matters. And, and that's such a creative title, Gluteus Max. Gluteus, Gluteus Max out. Max out. And Max let out. me tell you, you go into this class and you're like, how can I work on this for one hour? And um, and you do. Um, you're doing the, those resistance bands that look very innocent, but they are actually not. Um, yes, and especially all these, the red ones. The red especially ones. the red ones. <laughs> especially the red ones. I really should go with the green. Um, so um, you can do a lot with it, right? You can do a lot with it. And it's it's rewarding because you're like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting stronger. Yep. Yep. That's so true. That's so true. Okay. Let's go on to the second one. The second one is fostering strong social connections. And this is one of the reflections that our last guest, David McDonald, talked a little bit about. And I think, you know, when you're in a everyday work environment, you're seeing the same people, you're able to forge, you know, some good connections and some friendships. When you don't have that, you know, regular uh, consistency of seeing the same people, you really have to start planning and make sure you're staying in touch with the people you want to see, make sure you're um, experiencing new things, right? 
Absolutely. I think, um, uh, you know, I, I think a lot about this because, you know, many of us have long-standing friendships, uh, which are great, uh, but there's also some um, a value in uh, new connections um, to uh, give us different perspectives. And one thing that um, I am working on is um, really scheduling this in, in my calendar. Um, mm -hmm. Meaning if if I'm going to uh, go meet up with somebody, I put it on my calendar. And if I am not going to do it, I make it a rule to call that person, not text, um, because canceling something through text is easy. Um, mm -hmm. But when you introduce a bit of an additional hurdle, like, OK, maybe maybe I actually could go and uh, invest a little bit of time to connect with this person. Um, and, you know, it takes investment for real friendships, real connections. I, I think social media is super helpful um, to create a community and find your, um, you know, interest group. Uh, but, but when you're looking for someone to come alongside, you to do something with um mm -hmm. you do need that in-person connection and uh, just don't cancel it mm -hmm. <laughs> just go to the lunch go to the dinner go to the breakfast um you know you can always run the errands later absolutely absolutely we've been doing a, a pretty fun thing i would say for the last four months locally in the DC area, there's a, a group of women, and we're just calling it DM, DMV is is uh, D, DC, Maryland, and Virginia, which are you know pretty closely uh, located together in proximity. You can be over the state line and. <laughs> You know, minutes. I, I, I never heard of that. You say DME. I'm like Department of Motorized Vehicles. DME. <laughs> right. um, DME. Uh, DM All right. That, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah. So it, it started with a core group and um, kind of shared with these ladies, hey, invite anyone who who you think would benefit from conversation, community. And so we meet every three weeks and it's a it's a it's a list of maybe 30 women and maybe 12 to 15 different ones all the time show up and might bring somebody. And it's been super, super powerful in in terms of just um forging new connections and actually just even helping each other out right right like who needs what this week we, we got you know someone a new job we've um got uh you know someone uh, a hairstylist recommendation like it can be anything that's very basic or um something that's you know maybe even a more heavy lift right Right. I think there is just the power of a rally. Uh, mm -hmm. We can have around one, uh, one another and uh, I, it doesn't always have to be based on a 30, 40 year friendship. Um, like right. the compassion reflection that you shared earlier, Christine, um, it can be um, uh, transient. It can be situational. It can be moment momentary, but yet still impactful. And and the other thing that, that made me think in your comment is when we meet new people uh, from different backgrounds, connections, uh, maybe through our hobbies, um, uh, our faith or, or other means, uh, it's just you always learn something. It's, it's mm -hmm. just interesting to uh, get another perspective of someone's, uh, you know, life story reflection. Um, and it kind of fires up your neurons in your head and uh, energizes you um so uh, there's there's a big um there's a big benefit to that but i do find that uh, you got to make an effort um yeah. you got to be intentional you got to make an effort absolutely and i i think of just even the the network right i mean you expand your network with those individuals but as i learned and i even referenced this in our last podcast i met this woman colleen drummond from one of the women 
Carol Karens, who who attended the lunch. So she brought me, she said, oh, you're going to the Modern Elder Academy? You have to talk to my friend. And that was just a new connection that, hey, you wouldn't have met otherwise. Right. Yeah. So we've got, uh, we've got that, um, finding a clear sense of purpose that, that is relevant to what we were talking about earlier. And this was interesting and this is where some of the survey data comes in. So, um, it was very surprising in the survey that, uh, 44% of the people were challenged to match their current business and vocational skills to new work situations. And I think this tells us that um, two things, you know, essentially the skills that you had in the workplace may or may not apply afterwards, or you really have to find a way and be proactive if you like doing the kind of work you did. If, you know, as an example, if you liked being in technology, find a way to still use those skills in in a new place. Don't expect someone to just knock on your door, right? You're going to have to um, really um, try and and make that match for yourself. Um, They also said that 80% of people before retirement said they could see for themselves doing very well at this. However, those who retired, um, 24% of them basically rated themselves pretty low. So meaning they, hey, now they're in it. It wasn't exactly what they pictured. And um, yeah, it's just, I, I think that's that's kind of interesting statistic to think about. That is interesting. Uh, why, why is there such disparity, right? Everyone has good intention, good vision, um, and then there's a drop-off um, of mm-hmm. some type in the realization of that um, goal and mission. Why is that? And and uh, I think about that often, and I'm actually a little terrified of that prospect as well happening to me. Um, you know, all these grand ideas, but then what do they? What actually happens? Um, and, and as I reflect on that, I, I think uh, two things. Number one is um, we as humans tend to operate well within uh, some type of routine or structure, not overly managed, but some uh, swim lane of um, um, structure. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think it may be helpful um, to um, make up your schedule um, uh, in a day. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't have to be filled every minute, uh, but some broad categories of how we are going to spend the time because time can get away from us very quickly. Um, I can scroll through social media two hours later. Uh, you know, I looked at a bunch of cute cat and dog pictures and, uh, you know, I haven't really done a whole lot of what I thought I was going to do. So I think... Um, some schedule is good, but even more importantly, uh, I, I think connecting with um, at least one or two people who are going to come alongside you um, to work with you on what matters to you, uh, uh, what you want to put into action really matters. And, uh, you know, I found that very much to be the case, Christine, in our joint effort here in getting our podcast, Refirement podcast, um, uh, on the way. Um, you know, I love the idea when you coined the term. Uh, we are on our 10th episode now, and I am 110% certain none of this would have happened if it weren't for our partnership. Um, I would have probably recorded something one or two times, and I'm like, okay, this is too hard. I am bored. It feels like I'm talking 
talking to myself. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, finding that motivation, validation and energy, um, it really helps to, um, uh, you know, get that association through people who give you the support, encouragement, um, the levity and humor uh, to move you forward. So you don't feel like, okay, um, I am I am kind of alone in this and uh, especially over an extended period of time. Right, right, right. Yeah. One plus one can equal three. <laughs> yes. I think, I think sometimes I feel like with you, it's like one plus one is 10. So, uh, <laughs> so I love that. Well, I, I, I think that's a good thing. I'm, I'm trying. That is, a, to... <laughs> that is a good thing. That is a good thing. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, another thing they say is um, never stop learning. We've, we've talked a lot about that in, in past podcasts, so we're not going to spend time on that particular one today. I think everyone knows a, you know, variety is the spice of life and keep your brain working. This one I think is, is kind of interesting. The next one, train your brain to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's continuous training. I, I, I think there are a lot of studies out there. Um, the benefit of positive thinking and optimism, even in a tough negative situation, because I think we feel this in ourselves, how our body responds when we have the negative self-talk going on, um, or we are feeling down, pessimistic. Um, uh, it, it just saps our energy. Um, and the outcome may be the same, but we are really ruining it for ourselves. Um, and it takes a lot of effort, I think, mindful effort, intention, and support sometimes to reframe a um, less than ideal situation, uh, to find the good in it, to focus on uh, what is good, to look at, okay, how could this turn out differently? Am I going to um, give myself a bit of a um, optimistic view of how things could turn out differently? Mm-hmm. Right. We talk a lot. We tend to, I think, talk a lot about as part of our survival mechanism, what can go wrong. Right. Um, uh, but on the flip side of it, uh, what can also go right? Um, and what is the learning, the insight um, and, um, y- y- you know, um, the positive thing that can come out of it? And even the toughest situations, um, there can be a positive. There can yeah. be a positive. And if all else fails, look at the sun, look at the flowers, go for a walk, change the perspective, and uh, it almost always um, is is better. Yeah. My sister posted a, a recent quote that on Facebook, I think she, she did. She says, I've survived 100% of my bad days. I was like, hmm, okay, I think that's positive. Like, yeah, yeah, that is positive. Um, and then, you know, just thinking about self-talk and, and how, you know, how do you, um, it, you know, be positive that, you know, the voices in our head can be our harshest critics. They remember everything we did wrong, but, uh, you know, reframing it, as you said, can have incredible results. There's a great quote from Bruce Lee And hopefully we have some Bruce Lee fans out there, but this is what he says. He says, um, don't speak negatively about yourself, even as a joke. Your body doesn't know the difference. Words are energy and cast spells. That's why it's called spelling. Change the way you speak about yourself and you can change your life. What you're not changing, you're also choosing. Very powerful. Very powerful. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think we tend to be harsher on ourselves than we are on others. So the power of um, uh, positive um, thinking and the self-talk is uh, pretty tremendous. Um, and I don't know the science behind it. Probably there is not anything, but there just seems to be something about putting negative things out there versus mm -hmm. positive things and how uh, what it attracts consequently can be different. Yes. Um, so, you know, let's just not put negative things out there and you know speak them into existence um and there's absolutely no downside to thinking positive because it may come back around and actually turn out better than we thought exactly exactly all right number six we're moving on um practice mindfulness and it says i, I think uh, this is where i go shopping yeah this is where you <laughs> shopping <laughs> because it says um, gratitude enhances people's satisfaction with life while reducing their desire to buy stuff. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of friends, I've done this myself, where you're just like, ah, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go buy, buy some things, buy some new clothes, mm -hmm. you know, get some retail therapy. And it, and it makes you happy for a day or two days. And then you're kind of like, eh. <laughs> yes, it, 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 it's like a child new toy, right? Uh, you you have a momentary joy, you like it, you put it away, and the next day comes around, okay, what now? Um, so um, I think the power of experience and um, satisfaction and gratitude that come from within uh, versus, you know, continually buying things, um, you know, vastly different. And uh, I, I, will, I will just say a little bit of sustainability thing on this as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we, we keep buying and buying. I mean, it's just uh, a lot of actually impact um, mm -hmm. on the environment as well, whether it's fashion, clothes, packaging, all those things. Um, and um, just like the uh, junior achievement that I used to teach at elementary school, um, the key distinction we try to convey uh, to the kids, and, and I think we try to convey to ourselves is, do you need it or do you want it? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, take a pause and think about that. Um, and uh, or are you going to have a longer lasting connection and satisfaction through an experience um, that um, uh, is, uh, you know, superior to anything we could be buying sometimes? That's right. That's great advice. That's great advice. Yeah, the sustainability angle to um, buying things is is uh, pretty amazing. I remember one of our customers, um, Ego Labs, they taught me a lot about sustainability. They had a, a couple stats that a cup of coffee at Starbucks takes 10 gallons of water to make. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other one was a, a shirt, a typical shirt takes about 30 gallons of water to make. And we, you know, have this terrible um challenge with clean water everywhere and ever since then i turn off my my spigot when i'm brushing my teeth you know burn it turn it on turn it off brush your teeth rinse it yes. off yes little little things <laughs> little, little things, things make up, a big right? difference yes yes absolutely little things it, it all adds up whether it is saving spending investing uh consuming um you know what looks little if we are all doing it it adds up so um um, so uh, I think as we are um, coming a little bit closer to our time, uh, Christine, I remember you mentioning um, to me the power of uh, fairy companions. Uh, what is your experience with that? Is that something uh, we all should get one? 
Absolutely. I mean, the research is saying that older adults who walk their dogs get 20% more physical activity than people without dogs and spend about 30 fewer minutes a day being sedentary. So I have a dog. I have two dogs. I've got two English bulldogs. Um, They're each like 60 pounds each. So it's quite a bit to to walk them, especially the puppy. The puppy's a little, like there's literally a bulldog in the China shop walking that one. But how about you? What are you thinking about in terms of a dog? Okay. All right. So, um, so I have grown with um, cats, birds, and um, chicks, some kind of thing. And I always wanted to have a dog. And uh, my husband thinks that's a bad idea because anytime we get something like this, it becomes a to-do list for him. Um, And he's probably not wrong based on life experience that he could end (laughs) up being primary caretaker for the dog. Now, having said that, um, uh, you know, the importance also of finding a dog that's in line with your temperament, right? What do you want? Are you, do you want a puppy running all over the place, chasing balls and exercising? And, And I don't know, I don't have much experience. However, I went to a party recently uh, a friend of mine and uh, she has a dog and this dog was moving rather slowly a really very cute schnauzer and I said I love this dog that's the kind of dog I'm looking for and uh, they said Muget, um, actually um, she's uh, like 14 years old and, and she's actually not feeling that great um, she's a very senior dog she's getting injections every day I'm like I, I, that may be the case but I like her I like that she's not super fast she's staying with you she is sitting down that's the kind of companionship I am looking for. So while there's interest probably to adopt puppies and grow with them and make them part of your family life, I find myself drawn to senior dogs. Um, be, You're like, sign uh, me up for that slow dog. Yes. So yeah, I, I, I don't need to run around every other hour, right? Um, uh, running around. But um, I, I think that just gave me an idea. I'm like, maybe I am the person for senior dogs, especially um, those dogs who may not uh, find homes or be adopted as uh, easily as um, you know babies, uh, the yes. puppies. I, I think I think that's my niche. The the <laughs> senior dogs. I didn't know that, but when once I saw the schnauzer, I'm like, that's my speed. <laughs> what was its name? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Sleepy. <laughs> yes, I, I don't I don't remember. So so cute though, so cute. Oh, that's so nice. Well, you could also foster a dog where you have you know an older dog for, I guess. But if you foster it, it's probably not going to be adopted, and then Brad would be stuck with it. <laughs> yes, that's right. So I, I also started offering uh, dog sitting services um, to uh, to friends and neighbors, um, okay. you know, to uh, ease my way into this. Um, so, um, you know, I think uh, I think this is in my future. It just hasn't come to pass. Um, I'm going to think positive about this. Um, and uh, in a future episode, I mean, I fully hope to share that um, I have a dog. <laughs> so right. so now so here here's the last thing i know we're approaching our time when this conversation happens in our household my husband he goes well how about a robo dog you know that doesn't cost anything doesn't require much care we'll get you a robo dog and um i have actually have seen robo dogs um they actually um ha- put them side by side with real dogs and i can tell you it is not the same <laughs> It is actually creepy. Um, and, Do they uh, have fur at all? 
that you can no pet, there's no you know? there's no fur nothing i mean the dog is doing tricks um mm -hmm. so that that one is good but that is not the kind of thing you um you know wish to be greeted by uh wh when you come home you don't feel that unconditional love and uh, you know support from this robot dog so no to robot dog um i need a real dog yeah houston's pretty humid too you, robo dog could rust <laughs> right <laughs> right that's that's it that's exactly right that's exactly right i can imagine that thing creeping up and down the stairs i am not at that stage yet i'm not that desperate i think i can handle a dog maybe at least a senior one yeah yeah so if you have dogs you're already in a great great position for um keeping healthy and uh getting getting some unconditional love they they always say like hey my, my husband said this to me once why don't you greet me like you greet the dog <laughs> <laughs> or or the dog greets you you know they're always happy <laughs> all right there self. you go note there to you self. go note to, self. That, note to self that's a reflection why not christine let's work on that <laughs> Okay, I'll keep you posted on how that goes. Yes. So to wrap up, um, please uh, take a moment to subscribe to our podcast. And we will put the Retirement Perspective Survey, the full one. And I, and I want to thank Dave Miller for sharing that with me and so that we can share it all with you. It's really interesting, and I think it'll give you some, some more things to think about. We will post the seven secrets of healthy and happy retirement, so you can drill into that a little bit more deeply. And I think the last thing is just, um, you know, maybe a conversational thing to do is ask the question to the people who have recently retired, you know, is it what you thought it would be? And, um, you know, what has surprised you about retirement? Just getting that perspective and learning from people who are are in it. I know certainly for me, it's been helpful to talk to people who are six months ahead, one year ahead, you know, and just get uh, get more learning for my own edification. Yeah, spot on. I think there's just so much to learn. And I think it also evolves and changes, uh, mm -hmm. you know, six months, a year, two years, three years into um, retirement and post work life um, and retirement that can come with it. Uh, it, it evolves as dynamic. Um, so I think it's great to get that perspective. And uh, the last thing I'll add here is, um, you know, let's just um, try and write down three things every day that we are grateful for it is really mm -hmm. powerful i actually um you know laughed away at that in the past i'm like i'm not writing it down i'm just gonna think it out um but there is just something about writing it down that even brings it to life more and try to make it different you know not don't say you know it's it's i am alive today yes we are all grateful for that but you know put some specifics and uh, you know um almost always um within seconds you, you just come with come up with three things and you're like okay actually um things are good um mm -hmm. I, I am grateful i am optimistic um and i'm excited about what is to come mm -hmm. so the the power of gratitude Let, let's yes. let's let's practice it let's practice it it's if it doesn't work then, then don't write it down but you give it a try give it a try for a few days yeah 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 i i did that i think we talked about this too like 30 30 days straight you know, and it really rewired my perspective and helped me tremendously in a difficult time. And I, I don't do it 
as much today. I, I am thoughtful, but I'm not writing it down. Maybe I'll try that too, just to yeah, practice, 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 practice. It's a daily investment. Exactly. All right, my friend, it's always a pleasure spending time with you. Um, for our listeners, we'd love to hear your voices. You've been listening to us. We'd love to hear your voices. And we have a way to do that on retirement.life, the website. So visit that and let us know what you're thinking and um, feeling. If you have any feedback on the podcast topics, we're happy to take them. Have a great rest of your day wherever you are. Till the next time. Thank you for listening. Our hope is to spark a little joy, inspire, and educate our listeners in ways to live an even more meaningful life. If you have reactions to share from what you've heard, please visit our website, refirement.life, to leave a voice message. You may even be featured in a future episode. To keep in touch, subscribe to our podcast, Refirement Life, using the podcast player of your choice. Always remember, you are never too old to set a new goal or to dream a new dream. Thanks again for joining us on this episode. Until next time.